Yeah, yeah. Ball so hard, you better believe me, it's scary. It's basketball at the bar with Calvin and Barry. So put a tip in the jar, cause these dudes can really fill it up. Whether it's buckets you need enough just a beer in a cup. We're here for fresh conversations, got some delicious libations. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the notifications. My boys, got you covered like you being guarded by pay. From the glove to the cloth, and everyone else in between. Calvin and Barry got everything that you need. So sit back, relax, because we're starting the show. It's basketball at the bar, grab your drinks and let's go. Yeah, yeah. Grab a drink and let's go. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the notifications. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the notifications. Let's get it. What up, ballers? Welcome to Basketball at the Bar. Join us live for the best NBA podcast here on YouTube, where the takes are hot and the drinks are cold. There's no dress code, and you can take us wherever you go. So pull up a stool, drop a like, and don't forget to subscribe. This is Basketball at the Bar. Grab your drinks, and let's go. Calvin, it is uh, Wednesday. It's hump day, officially July 6th, and we have a ton to talk about today. No huge moves. Um, you know, we're still waiting to figure out what happens with KD and Kyrie, but we have a ton of NBA stuff to talk about. How are you today? I'm great. Wednesday is hump day for everybody, but as you know, for me, it's Friday. So Friday. Wednesday is always a good day. Everybody loves Fridays, especially when they're on a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Also, Calvin, I think we should just throw it out here now that I uh, wanted to give you all a heads up. We will be moving our live stream eventually, uh, probably in the next month or two, to Wednesday nights. We will be putting out fresh content on this channel every single morning, and then we're going to be doing a Wednesday night party live stream every Wednesday night, which should be a ton of fun. We're doing it in honor of our friend Shay, who passed away uh, years ago, um, but... A thing we used to do in college, Calvin, Shay, and I, we all lived together in our freshman uh, apartment, and we did Wednesday night parties, and we're bringing it here to basketball at the bar. So That's right. The tradition continues. I couldn't hold it in anymore, Calvin. I, I love it. Rest in peace, Shay. Love you, miss you, and uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Yes, yes, it will be a blast, and yes, Shay, we miss you a lot. All right, Calvin, let's jump right into it. So, um, you know, we have a ton of things to talk about today. What's up, Progressive G? Good to see you here. We're talking about free agency updates. Um, I, a lot of stuff on here has question marks around it because yeah. <laughs> I've been seeing all sorts of different rumors and people posting about things. We've been trying to validate and uh, all the information we receive, we try not to give out any incorrect information. So as we were going through verifying a bunch of these things, uh, we had some questions. So we're going to kind of talk about a few of them in terms of like what ifs. Um, but before we do that, let's talk a little bit about the summer league debut of Chet Holmgren. Calvin, take it from here. Well, Chet was every bit as impressive as uh, you would hope if you're a, a Chet or a Thunder fan, that he would have been last night. Set a couple summer league records, six blocks. He only played 24 minutes. The dude ended up with 23 points, seven rebounds, four assists. He was four of six from three. And, of course, I mentioned those six blocks as well. Kind of lit up social media for uh, a little while there while he was playing. He even had the, the patented Dirk turnaround, one leg, mm. leaning step back. He did a little bit of everything. Uh, last night for the Thunder, protected the rim. You saw his ball handling ability for a guy his size, his ability to pull up from three. 
uh, off the dribble yep. for somebody seven foot it is pretty incredible. Um, and yeah, he definitely fit the bill of the number two pick for Oklahoma City last night. They've got to be very excited. Yeah, we saw some high praise from KD on Twitter. KD was watching and Chet was rocking some KD shoes. Um, but yeah, what was the record that he set? Six blocks in a summer league Six game. Blocks. Never been done before. And he actually, I guess, thought he had more than that after the game. When they asked him about it, he said, only six? Only six? That's it? Man. Well, Chet, the Thunder needs you. So time to turn around the franchise. And don't worry, you don't have to do it by yourself because they have a ton of other draft picks yeah. to bring in, guys. It'd be crazy to see if they can get the number one or number two pick next year. Even if they don't land it in the lottery, they could definitely trade up. So Yeah, it, it's really interesting. I. I don't know what your expectations are for Oklahoma City next year, but I'm not ex I'm not going to sit here and say they're a playoff team. I yeah. will not say that. So the worst they're worse than the Kings. They're going to be they're going to be competitive, I think, for a team that's that's outside of the plan looking in. Yeah. Yeah, I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they get a third or halfway through the season and management's like, "Okay, we're a little ahead of schedule here." Uh, we're going to rest some guys here or make some trades so that we can get maybe another top draft pick or two uh, to bring in some more talent and help these guys out. Calvin, is this somewhat similar to the Westbrook, KD, Harden, Thunder of 10 years ago where they're drafting a bunch of high draft picks, uh, you know, kind of consecutively, they're all going to grow together. And what are your thoughts on that comparison? Um, well, it, it could be. I mean, they still have to get land another top five pick next year, right? I mean, yep. Durant was two, just like Holmgren, and Westbrook was four, I believe. Yeah, I think Harden was three. Something like that, yeah. So they still they have the potential to do that. They're kind of setting themselves up. Um, but they can't win too many games, otherwise they'll fall out of that top five pick right yeah yeah which then again it helps to have other people's draft picks that's true and assets to trade up so bright future ahead for it's, the Oklahoma it certainly Thunder. seems like they're trying to follow that same path though yeah and uh i'm sure the the fans are most excited about the fact that the thunder did not trade the number two pick in this yeah. year's draft so and the one difference between how they put that last team together and the way they're doing it currently is they didn't already have a player like SGA before they drafted Durant, Westbrook, and Harden. Yeah, so that, that definitely helps. Good point, good point. All right, so Caleb Martin re-signs with the Miami Heat for three years. What are the details on that deal, Cal? The details are they're using the $6.5 taxpayer mid-level exception to bring him back for next season. The total deal is... Uh, fully guaranteed worth $20.5 million over three years. Good deal for the Heat? Good deal for Caleb? I, I'm honestly surprised. I didn't expect them to get that big of a deal. I mean, it's over three years, so they, they kind of spread it out a little bit. Um, but it's a good deal. I think, you know, he's got familiarity with the team. He fits into the style of play that that, that Miami has. Um, I, you know, I think both the Martin brothers are probably a little slightly underrated as, as far as the entire league's perception goes. Um, they're, they're good three and D guys. They fit the, the mold yep. of the current NBA wing. So 
It is a good move, I would say. And we know Miami's been pretty good at structuring contracts, bringing guys back, and uh, getting the most out of their current players. What do you think is going to happen with Duncan Robinson? He's the only contract on that team where I'm kind of like, was this a mistake? I don't know. I actually, my bigger question is what happens to Tyler Hero? He's one name that we really haven't heard anything about so far in this offseason. Um, they still have him under contract, but the question is, are they going to give him the max extension or yeah. not? And if he doesn't get it this offseason, you have to wonder what their plans are for him in the future. Yeah, maybe he'll be traded for KD. Perhaps. Who knows? We will talk about uh, that here in a little bit. But first off, TJ Warren officially signs a one-year deal with the Nets. Uh, had an amazing time in the bubble. Has been injured since then left the Pacers. We thought there might have been more of a market for TJ Warren. I heard the Kings were potentially interested. Ends up signing a one-year deal with the Brooklyn Nets. What does this mean for the Nets? This means the Nets are they're in such a unique position, right? Because they're going to lose two of the top 10 players in the league, but in terms of what they should be able to get back for those guys, you would have to think that they're still going to be um, a competitive team, you know, a, a team that has playoff aspirations. And that they got no gives draft them, picks. They have no choice. Exactly. That <laughs> gives them the, well, they'll get some draft picks in return probably for, for KD. But those are, are years out. Uh, but this uh, that insurance policy, because they have these great players to trade, gives them the luxury of being able to take a risk, like signing a guy in, in yep. TJ Warren, who... Um, when he's healthy, is a really, really good player. You know, a, a very high-level, starting-level small forward in this league mm -hmm. um, and still pretty young. I think he turns 29 this year if he hasn't already turned 29. But definitely a lot of injury concerns. Only four games played in the last two years with consecutive stress fractures in a foot. Mm -hmm. And everybody knows how yeah. worrisome the stress fracture injury in your foot could be. So I think it's a good move for Brooklyn, who's in a position to take a gamble like this. If he comes out and has a huge year yeah. for them, it, you know, it benefits both the team and him because he's, he's playing for another contract. He only signed a one-year deal. Yeah, the worst part about the stress fracture is there's not really much you can do to prevent it. Like, you know, yeah. it's not a strength issue. It's not a flexibility issue, stuff like that. It's, it's a what-your-body-can-withstand issue. Right. Diet, you know, is pretty much the only thing I can really look towards as, as ways to prevent stress factors. And still, it's not a preventative. It's only something to guess help. Um, yeah. And this is, we're talking about two consecutive in yeah. the same foot. Yep. It's much more troublesome than than just having one, obviously. Is TJ Warren, could he be viewed potentially as, as the KD replacement at the three for the Nets? Is there a reason why you, you maybe bring him in if KD's on the way out? Uh, I think he could potentially be viewed as that. My guess is that for a guy that's only played four games in the last two years, your plan is to probably bring him off the bench at first. I mean, they're, they're going to have Joe Harris returning. He could probably play either the two or the three. Mm -hmm. Another guy that's coming off of an injury but and off of surgery. Um, but, yeah, I, I would expect, uh, depending on what happens with these trades and who the Nets are getting back in return, 
um, that Warren will probably come off the bench at first. And Ben Simmons could even start at the three, depending yeah. on who they've got. So Very true. So let's talk a little bit about KD and Kyrie. Um, you know, we've been hearing more things buzzing. Uh, I want to talk about Kyrie first. Are the Lakers the only option for him? Because everything that I've been hearing is basically L.A. Lakers, L.A. Lakers, L.A. Lakers. Kyrie wants to go to the Lakers. He wants to team up with LeBron James. He's on a one-year contract right now. He's willing to sign a long-term deal with the Lakers. If anybody else trades for him, it's basically a one-year rental at Kyrie's discretion. Uh, he can play. He cannot play. Is the Lakers the only option for him at this point? And two, what is the benefit of the Nets to even facilitate a trade to the Lakers for Kyrie? Well, is it the only trade option? Um, no. I mean, you know, it would be unlikely i think but there are certainly other teams that could put together some sort of deal that matches Kyrie's salary however when you look at the logistics of the numbers Kyrie opting into that one year option mm -hmm. really limited the the number of options the nets had in terms of trading him yep um, so the lakers make the most sense for the obvious reasons of Kyrie wants to play there the mm -hmm. lakers want him um, and they have a player that they could send back in return who makes similar amount of money and plays the same position um, and is still, even though Westbrook, I think, is trending down overall in the NBA, still regarded as a, uh, a starting point yeah. guard in, yeah. in basketball, right? So Top 10 point guard, I'd say. Yeah, it, it makes sense from a lot of those, those issues. Uh, I, I still see that being the only realistic option. Um, that the that either side has they both would like to get a deal done I think the Nets however are not going to rush to make a decision that they don't like you know yeah on the other side of that though I think the Nets really want to be done with the Kyrie Irving headache and everything that comes with that mm -hmm. so I anticipate that at some point here during the summer a deal will get done for yep. Russell Westbrook, and they will end up making that trade. It's just a question of basically how long do the Nets hold out, what are the, exactly are they looking for, and are the Lakers willing to part with those future first-round picks? That's been kind of the hang-up in the deal yep. we've heard so far in negotiations. How desperate does L.A. get? How much does LeBron get in Rob Palenka's ear and say, dude, you got to make this happen? <laughs> and uh, we go from there. But yeah, I think that it's in terms of somebody else coming out of nowhere and pulling off a deal for Kyrie Irving, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. And if you're the other team, as you mentioned, he's only on a one-year rental. Yeah. It, it would be very, very hard for anybody else to convince Kyrie Irving to re-sign if they were to trade for him, I think. Yeah, and without those first-round picks, like, what is the point for the Nets? Other than they're yeah. just getting rid of Kyrie. Cause they're Which, bringing at the end of the day, might yeah. be the, the best scenario. But That is very true. Um, do you think a situation where Kyrie and KD both get traded to the same team is still in play? I think the Lakers have said they're not willing to trade Anthony Davis. So is that off the table now? Uh, again, I don't think anything's ever officially off the table until a deal happens. Um, you, you never know what, what people are scheming and, and trying to put together in the background. Um, but the likelihood of it happening, I think, is incredibly low. It was already low to begin with 
when we first got into this situation or, or knew that both these guys were going to be available. Um, and of course there are very few teams that have the ability to even pull off a deal like that. Most teams have to get a third or even a fourth team involved to make everything work. So it, it definitely seems like that won't be happening. I would say at this point. All right. Well, uh, do you still think KD gets traded, or you think he uh, he ends up re? Uh, I guess not re-signing, but just staying there with the Nets. I do think that Kevin Durant will get traded, and the reason for that is not necessarily because Brooklyn wants to, or it's in their best interest even to trade him. But I think that uh, Durant, the the level of player that he is, being available and being on signed for four years has yeah. never probably happened in NBA history. So that tells me that at some point a team will put together a deal that's probably giving up too much, um, but mm-hmm. it's worth it to get somebody like Kevin Durant, right? I, I think someone, some franchise will eventually pull the trigger on what we'll talk about as the biggest trade in NBA history. Yeah, I think someone posted in the comments on one of our last videos saying uh, the Kobe Bryant trade request was probably the only thing close to this we didn't end up seeing a trade go down kobe stayed with the lakers yeah continued to build that was also a much younger kobe bryant as well kd's getting getting up there uh i want to read something here i've been seeing go i just just going around on social media and i want to hear your thoughts i'm sure you've probably seen this as well the brooklyn nets paid kevin durant to sit on the sidelines and rehab for an entire season on the understanding that he was in it for the long haul instead durant demanded a trade after playing just 90 games for the nets durant was also the one who urged brooklyn to sign kyrie irving the man who pushed james harden away and set the wheels in motion for this whole thing to fall apart KD also played a major role in the pushing of Brooklyn to sign a completely washed DeAndre Jordan to a ridiculous $40 million contract. The Nets did everything Durant asked for, and he repaid them by setting the team up for failure and then quitting on them. Well, we can obviously tell that whoever wrote this uh, is not non-biased because there's a lot of uh, verbiage in here that's kind of attacking Kevin Durant putting this whole thing on him. Not that this whole thing is his fault, but I just want to hear your thoughts on this because a lot of it's very true. Yeah, I was going to say, I think there's totally a lot of truth involved in that. And it's a, uh, unfortunately it's a uh, scenario here where the uh, the Nets and Kevin Durant uh, got unlucky, right? Like, yeah. I think you ha- you definitely have to feel bad for the Nets front office. They did everything they could um, and everything they should have to make KD comfortable. Like you said, they paid him an insane amount of money just to rest and recover for a year, knowing that he was going to return or expecting that mm-hmm. he was going to return to the form that he did. Um, and, and he you know, definitely paid out on that gamble for them. They put together a team that should have been much better than it was, should have played more games together. So you, you got to feel un, uh, sad for the Nets as a franchise, I think, on, on a lot of levels. And to me, this is the difference between LeBron James and Kevin Durant right now. That's LeBron did essentially the exact same thing with multiple franchises. 
he didn't rehab an injury, you know, and sit on the bench while making a ton of money. But he's he never demanded in, a trade. He's never demanded a trade. But he gets to go to the team that he wants to go to every yep. time. Yep. He builds that team basically himself, tells yep. the front office who to sign. Mm-hmm. But the difference is he sticks it out to win a championship with every one of every those teams. Time. Yep. And he fulfills his contract ob- obligation as well. Yes. So, and KD didn't need to re-sign this contract extension, yeah. which he j- did just months ago. Yeah, it's it's a very strange situation. I think that the Nets probably got their money back in ticket sales um, because having KD and Kyrie, they were obviously you know one of the favorites to win the title. Um, D'Angelo Russell's not doing that for that franchise. <laughs> It's just straight up. They're not doing it. Um, I do think the major thing that stands out to me in this is is the DeAndre Jordan thing. Because that for me, like when I was watching that, it was like watching a car accident. And you're like, nope, don't don't do that. Bam. Russell Westbrook has been almost the same type of thing for the Lakers and LeBron. And now they're talking about getting rid of him. Hasn't demanded a trade. Hasn't, but the team seems to want him gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, there are a lot of parallels there. But, yeah, I think this is – Kevin Durant was already headed down the ro- the wrong side of the legacy conversation for as great of a player as he was, right? And yeah. this is definitely not going to help it. Yeah, what's up, Ivan? Good to see you here. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you brought up the whole legacy thing here, right? Like, <laughs> I didn't want to the, go there, the but big, that's where everyone is going to take this yeah, anyway. No, so. and, and you brought up a good point. You know, everyone knocks on KD for leaving and going to a 73-win team and winning a championship, all that stuff. The reason he left, the reason he went to Brooklyn with Kyrie was this was kind of a revenge tour for both of them, right? It's like, I can win without the Warriors. I can win with without LeBron James. We're going to be the best players on the squad, and we're going to win an NBA title. Now, you know, I, I don't want to front run you here, but you and I were just talking about where KD ends up, and you're saying the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> what does that mean for his legacy if he ends up going back to Golden State and maybe winning another championship, two, three? But what does that mean for his legacy? Because the uh, Warriors won without I'll- him twice now. I'll leave that to the haters out there. I, okay. I don't I don't necessarily want to go down that route. Um, first of all, if he ends up going back to the Warriors, it's not because he chose to sign with them. It's because they're trading for him, right? <laughs> like, it's. I'm just saying it's different. This, I'm, he obviously would be very happy, I think, to go yeah. to Golden State because he has a good chance to win more titles, just Maybe. like he's happy to go to Phoenix or Miami because they have a good chance to win a title. You think he's but happy it, to go to Golden is, State? Why wouldn't he be? Because he left there. But come on, man. We're talking about Kevin Durant here, and yeah. all he cares about, well, uh, again, his, I can't His major say thing that, was but. he was like, it was KD and the Warriors, right? Yeah. He was never, he never felt like he was part of the team. Right, it was always KD and the Warriors. Uh, I don't know about you that. You don't say Draymond Green and the Warriors, or Clay Thompson and the Warriors. It's the Warriors, but it was always KD and the Warriors. And that was a quote from him directly. So, yes, if I were him, I think I'd be ecstatic to go back to Golden State as a good landing spot. But what does that do to his ego? What does that do to, you know, the way he left that team? And what does that do to his legacy in terms of, like, the dude obviously wants to win a championship without them. 
it's obvious people are going to to completely shame him and and destroy, try to destroy his legacy. Say basically say that it means nothing, you know, because yeah. which to me isn't fair and that I don't really like to get into the legacy conversation very often. Um because it, it's so opinionated. It's it, a tough it absolutely one. is. It's very tough at the one. end of the day, but and I also think when people people have a, a tendency to go too far off the deep end into the legacy conversation where they actually start losing sight of how good the individual player actually is. Mm-hmm. It's more about everything that comes with it, the rings and the yep. all the, the circus show basically around it, <laughs> which I, I get it. K- Kevin Durant is a bit of a circus act at this point with how many yeah. times he jumps around from team to team and not sticking it out to finish the deal and all that stuff. Maybe getting traded looks good for him. Maybe that's his way out, right? I don't think a lot of people will say that. I got traded to Golden State. I didn't <laughs> sign there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of going to the Warriors, if you're Kevin Durant, why the hell wouldn't you? I, I just don't see why that would be a he would view that as a bad thing. Progressive G says the Nets should trade him wherever they can get the best offer. And they will. Why can't KD go to a team like Sacramento? Because they don't have the best offer. Why should he have any <laughs> say where he goes? He's a player under contract. He, you're absolutely right. He shouldn't have any say where he goes, but this is the NBA. We all know that the best players do have the yeah. power. They control where they go. Anthony Davis was traded, right? Yep. He wanted to go to the Lakers. He got traded to the Lakers. Yep. So they definitely have a say. Whether you think it's right or wrong, they absolutely have a say. And uh, I, I know it's you're probably being a little bit facetious, facetious, facetious here. Yeah. But Sacramento has no chance at getting Kevin Durant. No chance. Yeah, I wish there was a chance, but. That's okay. I'm pretty happy with wh- where the Kings are at right now. And I don't need to trade everything we've done to get to the playoffs with KD at 35 for one or two seasons. Um, Ivan says trade KD anywhere but the West. Trade him to Charlotte or Washington. Charlotte might need a small forward. We're going to talk about that here pretty soon. And uh, Washington is, is where KD grew up, so maybe he would like to go there. I, I'm not really quite sure. Um, so you still think that KD is most likely to end up with Golden State? As of right now, yeah. I mean, again, there's all this stuff that happens in the background that that we don't see or hear, and I think there will be teams aggressively trying to put together packages that are going to have to involve three or even four teams. Those deals are are really hard to get done. So there's still a chance that something like that happens with a Phoenix or a Miami that's going to need that extra team in there. But in terms of one team that has the best individual pitch to the Nets. I don't see a team having that much better of a a package they could offer than Golden State if they really go all for it, all in for it. Yeah. Yeah, Progressive G says it's not right. The NBA shouldn't allow players to bully teams into trades like AD did. Yeah, I I mean, I'm very mixed on this topic because – I get that. You know, I I want there to be balance in the NBA. I want teams, especially like my Kings, small market teams, to be able to retain players that they draft and all this. But then at the same time, I'm like, as a a worker or or being an employee of somewhere, I want to choose where I work. (laughs) 
if if I worked it like like for example Calvin, I'm just gonna throw out some personal details so you guys know <laughs> where Calvin works. But like for example, you work at the Hyatt. I did. What if the Hyatt traded you to the Best Western? Would you be that like would suck? Yeah, would you be like, uh, I don't really want to work at the Best Western. I'm going to quit, or I want to demand a trade somewhere else. And they're like, whoa, 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 Calvin, you're under a four-year contract to work at the Best Western here. And guess what, Calvin? We didn't transfer you to the Best Western in Hawaii. We transferred you to the Best Western in Iowa, and you need to move your whole family now. Yeah, I see what you're doing here. It's You're comparing apples and oranges, but... Yeah. You know, if the Hyatt was going to sign me to a $200 million contract, I would consider going to Iowa. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I'm very mixed on this subject (laughs) just based on stuff like that. Like I understand how it all works and, and all this, but at the end of the day, like this is the dude's job and, uh, you always want to be in control of where you work. It's, it's very, very tough. Not, not saying that those are the exact same thing because they're They're definitely not. not. And I'm not trying to say that you were, but yeah. But yeah, it, you're right. It, you can see both sides to the the coin. I mean, people will say that they're professional athletes and they make absurd amount of money. Like it, yeah. they're not, they shouldn't be considered the same as you and me, you and I. And I agree with part of that. But um, to, on the other side of the coin, like you said, they're still human beings. They still have lives. Got to move their they kids. Sh- yeah, they should be able to school all um, that stuff. Pursue the the life that they want, and the in terms yeah. of where they live, where they work, all that stuff. And honestly, you know, I'm putting this on KD that he shouldn't have signed this contract extension if he was a little uneasy about what's going on. But yeah, this is probably going to be his he last really saw four years. La- last season playing out. The way that it did, though. He, I don't I think mean, he signed this contract extension until a couple of months ago. Really? I, be, I believe so. I'll, I'll have to look it up here. But I think that, um, like, KD's probably not going to play past this contract, right? Like, this is probably the last I, four I don't years. No, I wouldn't necessarily say that. Let me Let me look it up here. Kevin Durant requested a trade last week. Oh, you're right. Four-year, $194 million contract extension he signed in August. Last so it is almost a yeah. year ago. But it doesn't kick in until next season because he already because he had one year left under his contract. So you're right. You're right. He he uh he signed it a year ago, which is which is interesting. So let's kind of like shift the subject here then to Still talking about KD, but let's talk about one of the favorites to land him, and that's Toronto. Do you want to kind of elaborate on the trade package that Toronto's offered for KD? Um, well, it's been reported that uh, this deal probably could have already gone through if Toronto included Scotty Barnes in the trade, but they so far reportedly are unwilling to include the the rookie of the year from last season in this deal. So... Unless uh, the Nets decide to budge or mo- change their stance a little bit on what that trade package is, Toronto all of a sudden seems to be f- slipping away from the favorites to land him. Yeah. And you like the Warriors package over the Raptors package? Well, I, I haven't. If af- he's not included? I haven't officially seen what the Raptors' total package is. Um, but I think I saw like Siakam, Ananobi. 
a bunch of draft picks. Yeah. Maybe there was one other player in there. Which, don't get me wrong, that's a, a good haul. But if you look at what the Warriors, again, this is all you know, speculation. Who knows exactly what the Warriors' offer is. But if you think about the potential of them saying, we can give you Wiggins, Jordan Poole, uh, you know, Moses Moody or James Wiseman, maybe Kaminga. Um, maybe it's even all four of those guys yeah. plus four or five picks. That's an incredible package to get in return. Yeah. And, and my whole thing is, let's say the Raptors do have enough and they pull off a trade. What's left? Yeah. <laughs> even if you don't give up Scotty Barnes, is KD and Scotty Barnes going to win you a title? I know all the Toronto fans and everybody in the media looks at this as like, well, they did it with Kawhi Leonard. Why can't they do it with KD? They they took a one-year gamble on him. This guy's locked up for four years. You know, they could win another championship here. It's possible, but I'm looking here at this roster. It's like, who else do you got? Yeah. Maybe you're able yeah. to hold on to Fred Van Vliet. So you got like Fred Van Vliet, KD, and Scotty Barnes. Precious Achua, like, that's not a championship team. No. And again, that, to me, that's why the Warriors are in the best position out of any team in this scenario because they've got the assets to, A, to acquire Kevin Durant solely by themselves. They don't need another team in there. And even if they give up all those guys, they're still in a great position, maybe not, uh, you know, four years from now because they'll have – lost most of their youth but they're still currently in a great position to win yeah jeremiah's got a question here he says uh i see that eric bledsoe was released by the portland trailblazers odds sack makes an offer if we have the cap space um just guessing here i would say the odds are low because the kings are loaded at guard already like yeah there aren't enough minutes to go around for all those guys if you sign another one who you know most people view as a solid rotational player if not a starter he's going to the to a contender yeah potentially the yeah. lakers uh i see bledsoe 100 percent landing on a contender maybe he goes back to milwaukee i don't know and bledsoe is not known as a shooter and it seems like monty mcnair will only sign shooters this offseason yeah yeah right <laughs> all right you have any other free agency updates uh i want to talk about cousins and dwight howard and miles bridges here in in a second do you have any other free agency updates moves that happen um well a couple of moves that happened either you know a day or two ago um that we just didn't really talk about we mentioned tj warren already signing the one-year deal with the nets goran Dragic has also officially signed a one-year contract with the chicago bulls uh i was very surprised to see that because yeah. the Bulls also are pretty set in terms of their backcourt. Um, it makes me a little nervous about what they're feeling for Lonzo Ball and whether or not he'll be healthy and ready to go at the start of training camp. And then um, I also thought that the Mavericks were the, the front runners to sign Drogic. So that's a one-year $2.6 or $2.9 million deal as well. I also want to throw out here, they've released more uh, details on the Bradley Beal contract with the Wizards, five-year, $251 million. He has a no-trade clause, 
He's the only player currently in the league to have a true no-trade clause, and he becomes the 10th player all-time with a no-trade clause in his contract, joining LeBron James, KG, Melo, Dirk, Kobe, D-Wade, Duncan, David Robinson, and John Stockton. Crazy that John Stockton is on right? that list, but other guys that played in that era aren't. Even Carl Malone is his teammate. Where is Michael Jordan? Right? Um, the contract also has a 15% trade kicker, so if he does agree to be traded somewhere, he will earn a 15% raise, and the last year of the deal is a player option, so he can opt out after four years if he chooses to. Interesting details there. Anything else? Or should we talk about DeMarcus Cousins? Uh, let's move, Let's boogie. All right. So Buggy Cousins is still available. Uh, and he finished up last year with the Denver Nuggets, played pretty well. We saw him get into it with his teammates on the bench uh, during the series against the Warriors. I don't know if uh, Cousins was more mad about not being on the Warriors or playing with some of these guys on the Nuggets because that <laughs> team was very, very depleted by the time they made it to the playoffs. But we're hearing some news from him saying that he potentially is interested in going to the L.A. Lakers if they offer him the starting center position. That team doesn't really have a lot of starting centers right now. Anthony Davis is refusing to play center. So what are your thoughts? Uh, it makes sense. I mean, we the last time we talked about DeMarcus Cousins, you know, in terms of uh, where we thought he would end up, I said all along, it's obviously going to be with a contending team. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense for a team that's that doesn't view themselves on that level to go after a guy that is has had a ton of injuries in the past. Um, yep. There's question about what, how big of a role he can really play on your team, you know, because of age and stamina and, and previous injury history and all this. So it, it's obviously going to be one of the top, you know, eight teams in the league. That's that's where he's going to want to go because he wants to be on a good team, a winning team. And those are the teams that have the the best, you know, spots available for him. Yep. Thomas w- Bryant. Would I make him my starting center? Probably not. But like you said, the Lakers might be out of options. Yeah. Thomas Bryant soon. right now is, is potentially their starting center. They also brought in Damian Jones. Um, but they need three-point shooting. Boogie Cousins knows how to shoot the three. He is going to turn uh, 32 years old here in August. Tough yeah, move. I agree with Progressive G. I liked him in Denver. I thought it was a good fit from the team standpoint. It was a good fit for DeMarcus. Um, he gets to be with a coach that he really likes. Yep. Which, when you're a player that is, uh, you know, has the wild side or whatever, yeah. having that guy on the sideline that can rein you in is not a, a starter, huge, though. huge thing. Not, not a, a not a starter there, but I look, man. If if you want to play for the best teams in the league and you want a chance to win, at your age and given your injury history, you're probably going to have to make some sacrifices mm-hmm. in terms of minutes played. That's just the reality of the situation. Yep. You want to start? Go play for Oklahoma City and start next to Chet Holmgren. You know. So you think the best landing spot for him then would be Denver? Back in Denver. Well, I don't know about the best landing spot. I just like the fit. I think it's good for him and good for the Nuggets. Um, they the, the Nuggets really need 
somebody that they can rely on to give Jokic a, a breather. That guy was yeah. asked to do so much last season, um, and, and he's still young, and it's not like he plays you know, uh, a, a style of play that's um, that you worry about in terms of his body necessarily, but the the huge minutes and the huge role, uh, that adds up over time. So them having somebody that they can rely on as a backup center I think is very important. Yeah, and he can do a lot of the things that Jokic does. Not as well, but he does do a lot of those things. Um, I agree. I think the Nuggets would be a good landing spot for him, but I think he probably will end up with the Lakers. And the reason I say that is the Lakers are, are in a bind here. They need to add talent. Boogie Cousins is obviously a talented player. They don't have a lot of guys here uh, that can kind of fill in that starting role. So I, I expect to see him sign with the Lakers. For me, the main question is whether LeBron James can keep him under control, right? Like yeah. if you were to talk about all the guys in the league, I remember when Cousins was you know, originally on the Kings, and I'm like, the Kings need to bring in uh, a Zach Randolph or a Kevin Garnett, even if they're old, they just need to bring one of those guys in and they need to get in Boogie's ear and then you'd be like, listen, this is how it goes. This is what it takes to win. This is what it takes to be a professional. And this is how you need to act on the court. Now that was a younger Boogie Cousins. <laughs> We've seen him bounce around the league. We, we thought maybe he'd be humbled by injuries, playing with guys like Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, all these guys. He seems like the same old cousins. So I think he'll probably end up with the Lakers, but I don't know if he'll start the whole season or play the entire season. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he can kind of blend in on that team. Um, he did play with the Lakers, I think, three I was gonna say, seasons ago. The Lakers are but one team in the NBA that seems to uh, have no problem, you know, Running it back or giving yeah. guys another shot. Or, you yeah. know, how many times have they re-signed Dwight Howard? How many times have yeah. they, especially at center, like they, they have no issue. When you've got LeBron James and Anthony Davis, you have a luxury to be able to do stuff like that. But yeah, I, I see them as more likely than a team, for example, like Milwaukee, who also had him yep. for a very brief stint, but they probably won't try to run it back with him. So what you're saying is Anthony Davis – needs to step it up and be the center. Is that what you're saying here? I'm saying Anthony Davis needs to play like Anthony Davis. I don't care what position he plays. If he's playing at an MVP level, it almost doesn't matter who you have at center. Yeah. Progressive G says, Boogie averaged 16 points, 8 rebounds in 2008 with Golden State. Yeah, I mean. But how many games did he play with them? He's, he's the other thing. He's a good player, man. He's, he's a good player. And, and playing on teams like that definitely helps because I, I can guarantee you he didn't get doubled on that team. That's true. All right, let's talk a little about a little bit about Dwight Howard. You brought it up. Um, I saw some rumors today that Dwight Howard had officially signed a two-year, nine-point-three million-dollar contract with the Golden State Warriors. We went to look for more information. This has not been couldn't find any. Information. This has not been uh, <laughs> you know verified by anybody. So maybe it was a troll post on Instagram. I don't really know, but. If this were to happen, and I do have to throw it out there, he is still available. Do you like this move for the Warriors? Do you like this for Dwight Howard if it does happen? I definitely like it for Dwight Howard. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think it would make sense for the Warriors as well. But my first question to you when you said yep. that happened is, 
well, what are they planning to do with James Wiseman? I mean, yeah. I, I realize that he still has to get back to the point where you can play him. We still haven't seen him there yeah. yet. Uh, but if you're, if you think that he's going to be ready for the start of next season and you just re-signed Kevon Looney, why are you also signing Dwight Howard? That I don't know how much sense that makes. Because you're trading him for Kevin Durant. There you go. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> so I, I want to rewind to the 73-win Warriors team that lost in the finals. They were up 3-1, and they lost. That offseason, they signed KD. When I heard the move happen, I was like, why did you guys sign KD? You already have guys that can shoot. You already have guys that can handle the ball. You know who was a big free agent that offseason? Dwight Howard. I was like, the Warriors should have brought in Dwight Howard. Imagine the defensive presence of him and Draymond Green. Imagine the rebounding. With, with Curry and Thompson missing threes and Dwight Howard and Draymond Green just grabbing rebounds and kicking it back out. I thought that would have been a match made in heaven. Here we are, I don't even know how many years later, seven years later now, he could potentially go to that team. I think Dwight Howard would be a huge upgrade for the Warriors at the center. Yeah, it would be interesting to see who starts. And if they center, have him and they, KD. That would be yeah. wild. And Looney. And Looney. <laughs> wow. The rich keep getting richer, right? It's Yeah, it's nice to be the Warriors right now. All right, well, let's talk about a guy that's not get you, getting richer here, and that's Miles Bridges. <laughs> uh, the we, we know about the domestic violence incident, all this stuff. We haven't really heard any real details other than, like, photos and, and stuff like that. But... It's official. The Charlotte Hornets have pulled their qualifying offer to Miles Bridges, and he is now an unrestricted free agent and can sign with any team in the NBA that he chooses. We haven't heard any team that's the, the team up. has to offer him a contract first, though. That's yeah, the we haven't heard any team that's stepped up to the plate here. Um, and I actually saw a quote from Miles Bridges saying that if he doesn't get a contract, he's going to end up uh, launching his rap career which you and I had a, a little chuckle on that earlier. But when I'm thinking about this whole situation, I'm going to rewind back to Boogie Cousins because I remember, I think it was three or four years ago, I was in Milan, Italy. I was in the room getting ready to go get some amazing food. And my phone goes off and it says, DeMarcus Cousins in trouble for threatening to kill his baby mama. Dude is still in the NBA. Has not missed much time other than from injuries. Other than from injury, yeah. Now could potentially go to the Lakers. Obviously, the Miles Bridges case was a little bit more physical. We saw the photos and stuff like that. But the dude could potentially be out of the NBA here after being in for, what, four years now? Yeah. What are your <clears throat> thoughts? Um, I'm going to tread lightly here because domestic Violence obviously is no joke. There's, there's no, uh, no sugarcoating that, and we're still getting the details about all this stuff. He hasn't officially been convicted of anything yet, uh, even though it doesn't necessarily look good for him. But uh, you know, all I'll say is, if I was a an NBA GM, I'd be extremely hesitant to offer Miles Bridges any type of deal, let alone the deal that everybody expected him to get offered going into this summer. 
I mean, we just heard a few months ago about Rashawn Holmes having domestic violence allegations, and that doesn't seem to have affected him. Yes, there's not the photos. A little bit different yes, situation. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, Montrez Harrell is also for a completely different situation. Free agent. Still not signed. Yeah. He's dealing with legal problems currently. Another Charlotte guy. Another Charlotte guy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think you have to be very careful as a NBA GM right now in dealing with any of these players, particularly because you don't, you have no idea what the outcome of their legal situation is going to be yeah. right now. Yeah, guys. And we're talking the, about tens of millions of dollars that you're offering these guys. It's yeah. not a, Miles Bridges isn't being signed for the vet minimum or anything That's true. like that. Yet guys uh, in the NFL have ongoing investigations get new contracts, get traded to the Cleveland Browns, not mentioning any <laughs> names, and could potentially be starting games in the NFL this year. That's very true. Absolutely ridiculous. That's very, very true. So you think any team will sign Miles Bridges, or you think he's going to become a rapper this season? Potentially both. Okay. I mean, we all know that NBA players want to be rappers, and rappers want to be ballers. Yeah. So even if he does get signed, maybe he still decides to drop an album later this year. But um, I, I would, until we start to hear more details uh, about what's going to happen with this whole situation with Miles Bridges, I, I would be surprised that any team there's pulls no the rush. trigger to sign him now. Exactly. Yeah. There, there's no rush. You got any cool rap names for Miles Bridges? Uh, no. I was thinking I do not. rags to bridges. Oh, uh, that's a good one. Since Actually. he's going to be losing his bag here and not getting <laughs> rich. But he's so probably, maybe it's bridges to rags is yeah. what you're saying? <laughs> I like rags to bridges. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's just an unfortunate situation. As Calvin mentioned, don't want to, you know, say anything uh, positive about domestic violence because there is nothing positive about it. It's it's a negative thing. It's unfortunately uh, affecting our society more and more. Um, hopefully they can resolve the case. They can figure out exactly what happened and everyone uh, at fault or just has to, I guess, deal with the consequences of their actions. Um, but it's a bummer for Miles Bridges. The timing is, is not good at all. First timing ever. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't see any reason. The day before free agency yeah. starts. I don't see any reason wow. for any team in the NBA to, uh, I guess, feel like they need to make a decision right now. They need to wait until the facts come out. And, yeah, maybe we will see him get re-signed or signed later this year, but no point in doing it right now. Yeah. And as terrible as it is to say, Miles, in terms of a team's incentive to to sign him to a big contract yeah. with all this legal stuff, Miles Bridges hasn't been consistently the type of player that deserves that contract, even without the the off the yeah. court stuff. Right? I mean, again, it, it's terrible to say, but this is this would be a different situation if it was LeBron James. Yeah. Yeah, and we, we hear and, that. And that's we that's opening that a, a whole other door of... All the time. Yeah, well, of course, it's the players themselves is no comparison. But I'm saying, you know, like Deshaun Watson, for example, since you brought it up, yeah, there's a reason why, even with all this other stuff, he's still able to get a $260 million contract offer. 
Miles Bridges hasn't performed the same way consistently. Twenty and twenty and seven, almost twenty seven. But that's one year. Yeah, that's one year. It is. That is one year. Is that is very very true. All right, we have one more thing to discuss: NBA Two K twenty three. Before we jump here into Q and A, so thank you guys all for joining us. Please hit that like button and uh, get your questions ready here for the chat. So Calvin, NBA Two K. 23 you can officially pre-order the game tomorrow july 7th and the game officially comes out september 9th pretty interesting there pre-sale 77 release 99 it's 2k23 we heard uh just a few weeks ago that devin booker was going to be on the cover of the game now it appears that that's not true you want to elaborate yeah, I don't know exactly what happened here. Um, if anybody has more details, please enlighten us. But I know that 2K was getting killed on social media when they announced that Devin Booker was going to be on the cover for 2K23 when arguably the two greatest players that have ever played basketball both happen to wear the number 23. And they're not named Devin Booker. And they're not named Devin Booker. <laughs> so... They have now apparently changed course, and Michael Jordan will be on the cover of 2K23. Progressive G. Steph Curry also does not wear the number 23. He does not. Still probably has a, would be a better choice, I would yes. say, than Devin Booker yes. to be on the cover, though. Much, <laughs> much better choice. Um, and Devin Booker should be happy. Yeah. He avoids the 2K curse now. I saw Devin Booker, I think, was rated at a 98 in the game, yeah, which is crazy to me. He was the same as LeBron James. Devin Booker is a good player, but he's nowhere near a 98 for me. Yeah. I also want to throw out that I saw the three-point rankings for Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook. Apparently, Ben Simmons is a better three-point shooter now. And we haven't seen him shoot a three in it's two only, years. Only by one point, but so. still. Still, you make those ratings, you make them for a reason. Must be a Philadelphia fan or, or somebody. Must be. Well, I think Russell Westbrook's overall rating is like a 72 Wow, or something like that. That's pretty wild. insane. And uh, Michael Jordan is ranked 100, first ever. The only ever. player in 2K history to ever receive a 100 rating. And Steph Curry's a 99? I, I thought he was a 98, at, but again, I you know I think a lot of all this stuff is... Uh, premature. Premature. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All I know is we are extremely excited for NBA 2K23. Uh, I will definitely pre-order the game tomorrow, and Calvin and I will be doing a release party on September 9th, so make sure you guys join us for that. It will be a ton of fun. Uh, Progressive G, we have a PlayStation 5 here in the studio, so we, we play 2K on PS5. Also been playing um, some Gran Turismo and uh, the club for golf. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Any last thoughts? We, we went over a ton of different things today. Yeah. Any last thoughts on yeah, any of that, that shows stuff? shows you where we're at right now. It's the <laughs> yeah. middle of summer. There's anything and everything you want to talk about. Summer League just started. Yep. Uh, all the free agent speculation, and, yeah, we got 2K23. All right. Have you seen the – the pictures they released, apparently there's 80s Jordan and 90s Jordan in this game. Weird. Like, they're two different people. And oh, the wow. 90s Jordan 
has a full beard. Oh, I saw that. I and did I was see like, it. what the hell is I saw, that? I saw rookie Jordan, and then I saw like 30-year-old Jordan. And he still had hair, too, which was kind of yeah. weird. And a beard. Never seen Jordan with a beard. Never seen Jordan. With, I mean, I'm sure he has had a beard at some point. But You think he can grow a beard? Yes, I do think he can grow a beard. You need just shaves every day? Probably, yeah. Maybe it makes him faster. But yeah, I, I don't know where the the beard came from. He looks more like LeBron James than he does Michael Jordan in that picture. All right, guys, it is that time again. Let's open it up to Q&A. If you guys have questions, go ahead and drop them here in the chat. We got answers, or at least we pretend to. Uh, who do you guys think has a better chance of playing on an NBA roster first, Isaiah Thomas or Tyreek Evans? Good question. Definitely Isaiah Thomas. And why? Yeah. Do I think that? Yeah. Um, well, Isaiah Thomas played on an NBA roster last year, and he's not uh, having to go through getting reinstated by the NBA. So Tyreek Evans has the deck stocked against him a little bit. Yes. And uh, I think Tyreek Evans played in the G League last year, right? That I, don't, I thought he was playing overseas somewhere, but I'm not sure. Says Tyreek Evans has if, been if reinstated if back you're, in February. Uh, barred from playing in the NBA, are you allowed to play in the G League? He got reinstated in February of this year to the NBA. And he played in the G League, I believe, in March. Interesting stuff. I think I'm going to have to agree uh, with Calvin here. I think it is Isaiah Thomas. And, yeah, kind of same reasoning. He played in the NBA last I do expect both of these guys to play in the NBA this season. I really do. Um, but I, I'm going to give the edge to Isaiah Thomas as well. Calvin, um, I know we've, we've kind of have a, had a chance here. We've had a week or so to kind of you know, think about what's happening in free agency and, and kind of revisit our draft picks and, and stuff like that. Are you still as high on the Detroit Pistons as you were a week ago? Yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely I am. Okay. Any other teams that you just are like, I really like what this team is doing right now? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I know I've talked about Dallas a lot already, but I do love what they're doing. I, I think that they're going to be very, very good next year. Um, th there's a bunch of teams I think that you look at saying they're on – they're on the right path or they're in the right direction. New yep. Orleans is obviously one of those teams that everybody's talking about right now with how deep they are, how young they are, um, and getting Zion back. You know, if he's healthy and ready to go, they could make a lot of noise. Um, and, you know, I think Oklahoma City, again, is in a good position. After watching Chet play last night, again, it's a summer league game, and, you know, you, you take that with a grain of salt. But he showed to me why I think he's potentially the best player in this draft last night. Definitely the highest ceiling. Yeah. All righty. Um, any last questions, go ahead and post them here in the chat if you guys got them. Calvin, uh, you've been avoiding my question here for the past few weeks, so I guess I'm just going to ask you it again now that we've had some more details. Who's winning the championship this season? <laughs> oh, man. You got favorites? Um, <clears throat> well, look, I, I picked Milwaukee to go repeat last yep. season. To me, they're still, when they're fully healthy, uh, they're still 
if they're not the best team in the Eastern Conference, they're one B yeah. or one C. Yeah, they brought um, and Portis back. Yeah, they brought him back. What other moves did they make? Uh, they, I've, I've not exactly. Oh, they, they signed Joe Ingles. Joe, yes, Joe Ingles. Um, I like to that a move one year a lot. deal. Coming uh, he, back from injury, he won't play for probably the first half of the season, but they'll yeah. get him back for the the stretch run um, post All Star break and into the playoffs. And you don't expect that guy to do much other than shoot threes. Like well, he's not yeah, running I mean, he, around the he, court. He fits or. exactly what they are looking for on that team. Um, and and again, that big three of Giannis. Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton is as good as any, I would say, in the NBA. Yeah. So I still love Milwaukee's chances. I think okay. you got to put Boston up there too. Obviously, getting Malcolm Brogdon and signing Danilo Gallinari—they're big moves. They're loaded, yeah. um, completely, and they're coming off of a finals run. And then out west, you know, depending on what happens with KD, the the Warriors are either going to be right at the top or above everybody else if they trade for him. Yeah, um, you know I'm interested to see what Phoenix does next year because they haven't done anything with DeAndre Ayton yet. Yeah, weird. Chris Paul is getting another year older, and these other teams are now aggressively coming for them. Yeah, the, the Grizzlies are going to be just as good, if not better, next year. The Mavericks are probably going to be better. The Pelicans are going to be much, much better. Mm-hmm. And these are all really young teams that are going to be around for a while. You would have to think so. Out West, I think it's maybe a little more complicated than the Eastern Conference. The East has a ton of good teams, but I think you can easily expect Boston, Milwaukee, um, Miami to be, again, right at the top of that conference. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. I'm interested to see what the Lakers end up doing uh, because any team with LeBron James on it, you can't really discount. And... uh, They've been all in all these trade talks, so maybe they'll do something. I think you're right about Phoenix. Um, if they screw up this DeAndre Ayton thing, their window is, is done. They're they're not going to make it back to the finals, in my opinion, unless they bring in KD or, or somebody like that. But you're right, Chris Paul's getting older. Devin Booker is probably the only person on that team that's getting better, other than like Mikael oh, Bridges. Mikael Bridges has gotten a lot better. I yeah, think. but other than that, you know, if they lose Ayton and they don't bring in another guy. And Chris Paul's, as much as I like him, he's a year older, he's dealt with a ton of injuries, um, and was very disappointing towards the end of their run this year. Um, but, yeah, it's it's probably going to be the Warriors. Um, I, I also want to throw the Clippers in up there. They're healthy, depending on how well John Wall can play. If, yeah, if John Wall can be half of the John Wall that he was They're very in Washington, they are an exceptional team. Draymond Green, again, you know, it's Draymond Green, so <laughs> be careful what, what you uh, pay attention to. But he's already said the Clippers are the biggest threat to them Yeah. Next for next season. He sounds scared. Progressive G says, do you think the Kings are done with free agent signings at this point? I, I do. Um, they could add maybe one more piece. It's probably going to be a veteran. It's not going to be a big splash. I think the Kings have... I, th- I think they do sign one more player to fill out the roster. Yeah, It's not going to be, like you said, a huge splash or a, a big-name player. Um, I think signing Keon Ellis to a two-way deal kind of helps bridge that gap. But, again, it's a two-way deal. He's not always going to be with the team. Yep. So they still probably need one more wing 
to fill out the rest of the roster. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, well, I think that wraps us up for today. Uh, any last thoughts, Calvin? Another exciting day when there's – well, I guess there's summer league games, but I was going to yeah. say there's no basketball being played. It Basketball never sleeps, right? That is very true. Thank you all for joining us. We greatly appreciate you taking the time out of your day to hang out here with us. Please don't forget to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. We will be back very soon with more entertaining NBA content. Thank you guys so much for watching, and enjoy your Wednesday.